and I for the Kenai. This episode today is the second part of a multi-part series we're doing down here at the Lee Shore Center. Today we're going to be talking about crisis intervention and victim support. And we're back here again with Renee and Ashley. They might be able to tell us a little bit about that. I think the first aspect all of us would like to talk about is the 24-hour crisis line. Yes, thank you. We do a 24-hour crisis line. It is available and staffed by professional advocates 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. That crisis line is 283-7257. And this is when someone uh, is in the middle of crisis, and it can be a variety of crises that individuals may have going on to, to give us a call and let one of them advocates talk with you. And, you know, maybe sometimes it may not be uh, a situation where we can help you immediately, but we're going to find that resource that can help you immediately if we're not it. And there's a lot of aspects within that 24-hour crisis line that are really nice components of it. You offer transportation services. Sorry. Um, we have limited transportation. We have oh. a vehicle that is available during business hours. Okay. Um, but we don't, uh, yeah, we don't have the ability to do transportation uh, Well, law enforcement will, will bring uh, individuals to the shelter if they need the transportation to get there. Generally, they will assist uh, in bringing uh, clients to the center. I know they have some taxi vouchers yeah, that sometimes they can cab. use to assist with transportation, but we know that that's one of the biggest barriers in our community right now is, is access to transportation. And as people access the crisis line, can you kind of tell us, is there, you know, you call and there's somebody on the other line. Is that a peninsula? Is that like a nationwide thing? Like, is it staffed by, you know, Lee Shore staff? It will be answered by a member of line. the Lee Shore advocacy. Yeah, it'll okay. be one of our advocates that will answer. Okay. That's comforting for, you know, you know for people, especially on the peninsula, to know they're kind of yeah, it's someone talking local to somebody that kind of knows. Local resources and, and has that research and information. Okay. And that's 283-7257, 24 hours a day. You know, it's, it would be nice if crisis never occurred. You know, that's not going to happen. It would be nice if crisis only occurred between the hours of 9 and 5, but that doesn't happen. So it's really cool and I think really valuable to the people in the community to know that 24 hours a day, if they need somebody to talk to, or they need some help that they can call the crisis line. Is this accessible to like children and adults, men and women? Um, who would call? Our advocacy services are available to all. Okay. As well as being able to call, I believe there are also crisis intervention services that people can access by walking in to Lee Shore? Absolutely. Even if there isn't anyone in the office, we are always staffed with advocates who are available to help. So it is not uncommon for new clients to come in after hours or in the middle of the night whenever they need to for their safety. Mm -hmm. So Lee Shore for crisis intervention and victim support is there pretty much 24 hours, 365, phone or in person. Absolutely. If you need help. We're there, and we want you know people to know that we also have services available for men in our uh, community. We realize that there's kind of a stigma around mm -hmm. that, and people see it more as uh, services for women. And mm -hmm. we're really hoping to d deter that. It we don't. It doesn't matter what your gender is. Lee Shore is here to to support you. 
We just aren't equipped at this time to house men. However, our executive director is looking at that as a possibility, which would be great. So just stay tuned for that one. However, you know, we want the gentlemen in our community to know as well that we're there to help you and there's, there's different ways that you're going to get the same level of advocacy. We just may go at it at a different direction. Yeah. And then we always want to let people know as well that we have translator services because oh, sometimes okay. that's a barrier to uh, accessing the services that we have. So we do, we have brochures, we have a, a language service that we call in and, and then they interpret the conversation for us and the oh. victim. And you can find all those brochures on your website, can't you? Yes, you can. If I remember correctly. Nice. That's really nice that you mentioned that. I think, especially like in a small town here in, you know, Sadatna or Kenai, you know, that language barrier can be really hard on top of these other barriers that victims may encounter. So I think that's a pretty fundamental piece that that is being offered. And it's good that our listeners know that. Um, Lee Shore isn't equipped to house men at this point, but they are equipped and have been equipped to house women in their shelter. I know there's other shelters as well, but as far as crisis intervention and victim support shelter, what what is the shelter available for women and, and their children okay who have been victims of domestic violence or yeah. sexual assault and is that i think if that's a 32 bed yeah facility? 32 bed emergency shelter a safe housing for women and their children who have been victims of domestic violence and sexual assault and then we always like to throw out there that we do accept pets on approval Wow. Uh, knowing that that's a dynamic that may mm. keep a victim from leaving yeah. uh, is that they can't bring their pet. Yeah. And so it's really, really nice that we are able, uh, Ashley might have a little more information. We built a brand new kennel last year. Actually, we upgraded our kennel uh, two to three years ago. Yeah, and I know uh, they've seen uh, from what, snakes to <laughs> cats to birds to so, you know, it says upon approval, and at this point I'm not sure uh, that we haven't had any that weren't approved that <laughs> means the safety for victims. The so. only real stipulation we have is the animals that require shots, like dogs and cats, are current and up-to-date with their shots, and we work with Kenai Animal Control to make that happen. Oh, so if they're not, like, up-to-date and someone shows up with their pet you guys will work with we'll work them with the to get them their shots? Yeah, it's not like, sorry, got to go. Or, or local okay. vets. Well, okay. that's what's cool about the kennel. Yeah. At least they can be, you know, kind of kenneled until we can make sure that they're safe to be around. Yeah, that's great. Animals. That's great. So that's no real barrier there, in fact. Yeah. We have specific rooms designated for folks with animals because of allergy concerns. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, you know, it's not coming in but get six dogs. But uh, it, it is available for folks who need to, to utilize that resource. Would you say, like, on any given day there's at least one pet that's being housed? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah or more. And that's really interesting. I took a health psychology course uh, a couple of years back and basically... They've done, you know, different research around, you know, pets and its effects on, you know, its owners and stuff. And really, to sum it up, it basically said, like, having a pet is good for you. I mean, and that was pretty much the bottom line. Like, they evaluated it from a ton of perspectives, and everyone was pretty much like, it's good to have a pet, like, just across the board. And you think, like, oh, this pet's going to shed, or oh, this pet's going to pee on my carpet, or oh, this pet this, but, like, essentially... You know, they controlled for all these other factors, and at the end of the day, like, people who had pets were, like, emotionally and physically 
happier and had greater well-being. And so I think that's really cool that Lee Shore incorporates the availability for pets to be there, you know, and to well, to be a part of people's lives. And the reality is, if a pet does not exit with the victim, there's a very high probability that the perpetrator will take out their aggressions on that pet and they will not survive the night. Wow. So we have always allowed animals to come into shelter. We just happened to get a newer, nicer um, kennel a couple of years ago. But yet it is a major hindrance for folks trying to escape if they can't uh, feel secure that their animals are going to be okay. And I don't believe there's many shelters across the state that do accept animals. We're kind of... There's a handful now. Yeah, the few. And I'll say Lee Shore was probably one of the first to say, look, this is a key component to helping victims leave. Um, as far as uh, people that are navigating some of these difficulties and they're getting into the shelter, they're calling the crisis line, if people have you know, immediate legal needs, um, I, know, I think that there is legal advocacy that Lee Shore can offer. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, all of Lee Shore advocates are uh, trained to assist survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault with the justice system. However, we're fortunate enough to have a legal advocate that is housed at the courthouse. She's there Monday through Friday, 9 to 4, and I want to shout out her number because it's a really cool thing to have someone there for people. Uh, her name is Krista, 283-8543. She's right there. She's available. You just kind of walk on down the hallway, and if you're not sure where she's at, you can ask in the clerk's office, and they'll point you in the right direction. And I'll tell you, you know, she works really hard over there. So we see a lot going on in the shelter with our walk-ins. Uh, you know, just in uh, FY19 or FY18, we did 1,066 walk-ins. Well, over at the courthouse, wow. I mean, she's doing uh, a lot of work. We were able to provide legal advocacy to over 7,000 community members right Jeez. out of that courthouse and support 112 victims with uh, protective orders. Wow. So we can see that it's paying off to yeah. have her, her yeah. over there. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's hard to come to the Lee Shore Center. But if somebody says, hey, you don't got to go to the Lee Shore Center, they got a lead legal advocate right over there at the courthouse. It's kind of that free zone, you know. I can get in there, and, you know, everybody goes to the courthouse, and it's okay mm -hmm. to be here. And uh, she's there, and she's um, an integral part of that legal support for victims, not only, you know, having to do with the shelter, but our, any anybody can walk in there. You wouldn't have had to have been signed up for any of Lee Shore's programs beforehand mm -hmm. uh, to access uh, her advocacy in there. I do want to make a point to say that she's not a lawyer, so she's not giving legal advice. Mm -hmm. She is uh, helping folks with protection orders or understanding the judicial process. So don't go in there and be like, hey, I need a lawyer for my, you know, divorce case. We don't have that, but we will try to help you find <laughs> some resources. advocacy, yeah. not attorney. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Like, we'll make sure yeah. there's, a, there's a very distinct uh, line there on sure. what that service is. Sure. Mm -hmm. so. Well, I think, you know, especially today, maybe for a long time, you know, you start to hear legal, you know, at least myself, like I get a little bit overwhelmed, you know, so much goes on in that world that I just am so unfamiliar with. It's like, fortunately, I've never really had to, but if I ever had to do anything really in the legal world, you know, I would need to get an attorney and I'd have no idea where to start. And it's like, fill out this protective order, file this, do this. 
oh, you're going to have the court at this time and this motion and this whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know what 80% of this means. I'm stressed out. I already, you know, especially if you are in, if you're a victim and you have all these other things going on, it's just another thing of it's totally unfamiliar territory. And you're saying, you know, we have, you don't know where to, you don't have a place, you're not familiar with where you can be safe, we have a place for you to be safe. You don't have, you're not familiar with who you can talk to, we have a crisis line. You're not familiar with where your pet can come, we have a place for that. And you're not sure how to navigate this judicial process, we have an advocate that might be able to, you know, help walk you through that. Really, it sounds like when a victim needs it, you're there for that in a lot of ways that otherwise would be terribly overwhelming. And I suppose at times is overwhelming, but at least like you kind of can take their hand through the process and they're not completely alone in that. Yes. Well, and it sounds like a lot that you want the only barrier for someone to have to overcome is is going out and doing it. But the rest, if you can make that as easy and convenient as possible, I think um, I think that approach is perfect because, you know, when you're trying to do something that's very emotionally difficult, the last thing you want is have a bunch of complex things you don't understand, you know, all coming at you from different directions and trying to maneuver that and figure that out on your own. I think it's really great what you guys are doing and really distilling it down. So it's like, hey, you just got to make this choice and we'll really help you with the rest. But that's it. You know, you just have to make the choice. You have to, you know, be there. I think that's, you know, important. And I think people need to understand that a lot of times victims go back because it's so overwhelming. I've got yes. all of this stuff coming yeah. at me and I'm in this communal living situation and, and all this legal stuff that I need to sort through and, and it just would be easier. And, uh, and they, they do. And we understand that. But we're going to be there the next time they come back. And each and every time uh, that a victim accesses our services and our support, we hope that we empower them just a little bit more. Uh, if we can all the way, then a little bit more, and we kind of keep feeding that. And hopefully, eventually, they're able to just, you know, succeed in that break and move on with their lives. It takes an average of seven incidents, typically before a um, victim will leave. So there's cultural uh, differences and stigmas and isolation, mm. especially if you're out places where you have to fly or, or take Alaska a boat really out of. Alaska speaks to isolation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's important for people to know that typically it's, it, this has been going on for a while and you didn't get into it overnight and you're not going to get out of it overnight. But every time they come in, we're going to do our best to hopefully make sure it's the last time, but if not, we're going to be for you ne here next time as well. And we're going to be as kind and supportive every single time. Because I think, too, as a victim, I've already been to the shelter three times. Mm -hmm. They're going to get sick of seeing me. No, we're not. Yeah. We're there every single time you decide to. I love and if that. you go back, we're going to be there the next time you decide to. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks volumes to understanding when victims or people in those situations hear that. And you say, we understand that people, you know, want to retract their stories. I don't know what Knightsey's little uh, paper that they produce from time to time, the court or something like that. They had a little piece on the Violence Against Women Forum that mm -hmm. we were all at. Yes. And uh, part of that was, um, I know Crystal from Naini, who was on the panel, she had said that it gets really overwhelming and that people want to take their stories back. And I think you guys, by saying, like, we understand that, 
you know, not only do people want to take their stories back or want to literally go back, we see that happen. That's not going to, you're not going to lose your credibility in our eyes. You go, So you come here, then you go back and, you know, you might think, oh, these people will never understand. I can't go back now. And you're saying, no, like, we understand that this happens. We understand why this can happen. And we're here for you. And we're not going to give up on you. It sounds like a huge part of that approach is really when they're coming back, instead of saying, uh, why did you go back? Or What took you so long? Exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. instead, of, instead of saying that, your approach is, thank goodness you're back. We're so glad to see you. We, we want what's best for you. And to really keep that in mind instead of an accusing of, oh, really, you know, you fell into the same trap. It's we understand that you are struggling and just please let us let us be there for you. And I think that's just a it's a really beautiful thing. It's a really great approach to uh, to people who are hurt. Thank you. So that was some of the services for crisis intervention and victim support. Some of those readily needed immediate services, as we said, one was the 24 hour crisis line. And what was that number again? It's the 283-7257. I saw something on here earlier that I wanted to mention. The Lee Shore Center's advocates conducted safety calls. That's right. And they will continue <laughs> to do safety calls with victims for as long and as often as they would like to have them. So an advocate will call you twice a day. They'll call you in the morning make sure you're okay, you're safe, and they'll call you in the evening. They'll call you three times, however many times you want. We're there for you. We're there to you know show that we have that continued support. And, uh, yeah, that's a lot of calls lot. Uh, to be making. Uh, a lot of them are tied to our batters intervention program. Uh, for the gentlemen who are attending that uh, program, the advocates will call the victim while they're in class just to see mm-hmm. how it is going and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, catch up with them because we're hoping that we're starting to break down some of these belief systems and you know we hope that it's getting safer but we're going to keep calling as long as they would like us to. Those advocates seem absolutely crucial. I want to shout these guys out. I mean, obviously, I don't know a lot of them personally, but from my notes and, I mean, our notes as well, it seems that they do a lot, just a lot of other needs as well. Like, from what I'm reading here, assist the victims in finding safe, affordable housing, you know, uh, accessing medical care, legal services, uh, all that other kind of stuff. What I love about it is not just, like, come to Lee Shore and we have absolutely all the answers. It's come to Lee Shore, and we may not have every single aspect of your unique situation, but we're absolutely going to do our best to Let's get you those together. resources. Yeah. yeah, We don't have all the answers. We have all the support. Yeah. Right, and we could not do this without the support of our community partners. Mm. We work with so many different agencies and entities to get these um, folks whatever it is they need. Uh, Canites Indian Tribe, PCHS, uh, the CART system, the cab companies, um, 25 agencies uh, easily that we work sure. with. Reentry Coalition, Change mm-hmm. for the Kenai, mm-hmm. Kenai Public Health. And there's she, still some out there we haven't found yet. Right. We're right. going to find them. We're going to find them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we haven't seen that unique situation, but we're the individuals that are going to dig in and find out. If they're here, we're going to find out about them. Uh, and if they're not, we're going to find that out as well and where's the closest place that you can find them, those types of supports. But... I don't, I don't think that uh, people accessing or community members accessing Leash or are finding there's not much that we can't do for them. Yeah, and We're right. really going to yeah. uh, reach out to them, and we're going to reach out to all those partners. This is a great community of resource agencies mm-hmm. and supports. It's pretty amazing. 
is amazing. Well, to wrap things up, uh, if anybody needs somebody to talk to, if anybody needs a place to go, if anybody needs somebody or a group of people to really kind of take their hand in a place that can be difficult and unfamiliar, there are a variety of resources that Lee Shore uh, really comes together to offer. And as we mentioned, those include the crisis line, uh, the shelter, legal advocacy, walk-in services, not just for women, but also for men. Thank you so much for letting us, uh, you know, kind of hear about all of these different resources. And we would encourage people to, if you're in need, to reach out. But also, you know, let your community members know that just this, these services are available, even if you don't think necessarily that they might need them. As we talked in an earlier podcast, like 52% of women, you know, have experienced violence on the peninsula in their lifetime. So even if you think like it's not a common thing, you know, that's 52% is quite a bit. So thank you so much. This is uh, Eric and Aaron and Kobe and Renee and Ashley with the Lee Shore Center, uh, you and I for the Kenai. Thank you very much. Thank you.